0: Welcome to Another Mother Podcast, a safe place for stepmoms to unravel the blended chaos and share lessons learned, the good, the bad, and the high conflict.
1: We're your hosts, Dana and Amanda, just a couple of stepmoms who have struggled to find their role. Now let's grab a drink and talk some shit. So today we have a very special guest um, to talk to us a little bit about homeschooling in a blended family. She's a wife, a boy mom to four, a veteran, a homeschool educator, and I'm sure you have a ten more up your sleeve. Um, so welcome, Meg. Thank you.
0: Thanks for so, joining us.
1: I, yeah, so excited to have you today. Like this, I don't know. I hope this reaches a lot of people because when I first started thinking at all about homeschooling, I know probably you're the same, Amanda. Like I don't know any other stepmoms who are trying to Home school, they're bio kids and bonus kids at the same time. So I'm so excited to talk to you today. We're definitely uh unicorns.
0: <laughs> yes. That is for sure. For sure. <clears throat> so what is your um positive for today?
2: So I want to share with you guys the first time my one of my stepsons decided to call me mom. Um so I started dating their dad when they had just turned two and three, and then we got married right at three and four years old. <clears throat> and when we all started out, they had really uh, advanced speech delays. So the way they talked was kind of hard to understand. And my name, Megan, was very difficult for them to pronounce. Um, they called me, I think, I think when we first started dating, they, they called me Beeden. So like B-E-D-E-N. And they were going through speech therapy. And at one point, so the younger of the two, at one point he was pronouncing his G's like people do when they speak Tagalog, like the the very pronounced G. (laughs) So I was trying to help him say my name right and like kind of tone back the G and pronounce the N. And he... Very true to his character currently. He just goes, You know, I'm just going to call you mom because that's easy. <laughs> so, and about, so he, he kept up with that and he's called me mom since then. And about two weeks after that, his older brother was like, I think I'm going to call you mom too. And so it kind of stemmed out of a, a, a speech issue, but I'll take it.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's sweet. Me. And how old are they now?
2: Now they are about to turn. Nine and ten.
0: Wow. Yeah. And do so you, you want to tell know? us a little bit more about just like your family and your additional children you have? Sure. Um. So it's a family of six.
2: Um. Obviously, all boys. Uh, I met my husband in the army, and then um, so we got married, and I immediately came into the role of being a mom, um, and then. Uh, About a year after we got married, we had our first hours, um, and he is four, and then we also have a two-year-old, so um, yeah, they're pretty, pretty much carbon copies of their dad. All of them,
1: (laughs) all of them. Oh my god! (laughs) So Uh, I hope that's all in a good way, but it's always so like frustrating when you're like, no one, no one has my quality.
2: (laughs) The two younger ones have a tint of strawberry to their hair, but that's about it.
0: Oh, Uh, I was actually saying to Dana before you came on, I was like, you both have like just such beautiful red hair. It would be like gorgeous in photos together. Ooh, I'll
1: just head to Texas. I'll be there soon.
2: Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be here waiting (laughs) with our sunshine.
1: Oh, with your sunshine. Oh, I got to just ask you right now, because obviously our listeners know we're in Alberta where it's cold. So I think today, I mean, it was probably way colder where Amanda is, but today for me, it was minus 28
0: with the windchill. Yeah, I doing? honestly didn't check the weather. It was just not... Yeah, it was 72
2: good. here. The kids were outside playing in t-shirts and shorts. <sighs> uh,
1: Amanda's so, going gonna to lose her shit right
2: now. We have, like, yeah. in Texas, we have, like, one month of, of winter. And maybe, like, two. Um, so, like, January's cold, February's cold. And then, like, by March, it's starting to warm-up so like I I start doing my garden in February
0: oh yeah, my god my hiding. <laughs> the other day I woke up and looked out the window and there was honestly just like so much snow I stood there and like texted everyone and canceled all my plans for the day it's like mm. that's, why, just, that's why I don't do when, this
2: when we do get snow here in Texas and we're all like making a big deal of it it's like well we're not equipped for this
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's funny because even like I saw people when you guys did have that snow just being like how do you guys like cook without heat and like how do you do like xyz without whichever and it was just so funny seeing like the different perspectives and like what we've just learned being so far north yeah Yeah. like my kids wanted to
2: go outside (laughs) and play and I'm like we don't have boots that are gonna keep your feet warm and dry
1: (laughs) sorry and they're like we don't care as long as you No,
2: they they went outside and played and then they were like my feet are cold
1: (laughs) oh my gosh I love that so much I guess it would be interesting to like switch places at one point because I know I would be just fine like right now it's like I work a lot of my mornings are outside and I'm just like every day it like is a battle in my own head to like get up and get out the door because I'm like it's just like my I got my early Christmas present Couple days ago from my spouse and the kids and they're legit like coveralls like stuff,
0: stuff. <laughs> that's my new gift because I'm always so cold
1: but I, be I, don't even,
0: I don't even own snow but pants I so I can be like sorry I'm not equipped for that
2: <laughs> so I I knit and, and crochet but I can't ever wear
0: any of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so of three <laughs> places. we can do a wife swap for a bit you let me know <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I love it.
1: Oh, we couldn't have (laughs) you like you couldn't be a better fit to be on right now. We could just talk about Texas like the whole time. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So do they have they called you mom this whole time? And did that did that bother their bio mom? Um,
2: I think it did. I think it bothered her for like a really long time, but we kind of have a distinction like they call me mom and they call her mama so it's like it's it's a it's a distinct like they don't call me mama even though my two little ones will call me mama or mommy but it's kind of like we know and 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 I always I always told I mean I told her from the get-go when we when him and I first started dating I told her like I am a stepdaughter I have a stepmom and a stepdad like I understand how this whole situation is going to work and You know, if they ever decide to call me mom, I want them to have a full understanding of who I am to them, and then make that decision. And I, although I think that when they decided to start calling me mom, they were a little young to still kind of fully understand everything going on. So I think, I think, I think he was maybe like five when he decided to call me mom. Um, Yeah, because his little brother had just been born. So So he was like, he understood that he had two houses. He had two sets of parents. Um, So there was some understanding there, but it was still his decision. And I was just, you know, like, whatever. Okay. I mean, I don't really care what you call me. I know who I am and you know who I am, Um, but they have, they have a distinction. So I think after a while, it kind of settled in and she's, she seems to be okay with it now. I don't think, I don't think that she refers to me as... Their mom, I think she still calls me by my name, which is fine. I don't care. Um, but yeah, so they have they have a they have a way of differentiating who it is that they're talking about.
1: That makes total
0: sense. Um, and now that you um, homeschool them, do you feel like she feels any certain type of way that you have a little bit more of that control, and they have that title for you?
2: Um, honestly, I think the fact that I'm homeschooling kind of takes the pressure off of her, you know, like kind of, it kind of makes her job easier. Like she doesn't have to take them to school. Um, so there's, we live the, where we live, there's no bus route. So she's got to drive them to school if they're going to school. So there's, there's the pressure off of that type of schedule, getting them to school on time, getting homework done. Um, there's no pressure to like be classroom mom or deliver cupcakes or participate in any of those things that can be kind of daunting for anybody so i think that i think that right now we're just kind of at that level of like uh, just yeah a little bit of relief on for her so
0: <clears throat> that's awesome
1: No, don't feel Sorry, I was just Go gonna say I don't I don't miss uh, I don't miss any of that shit. Like I can't keep up with all that. Like I know I've been hearing a lot of people say like Oh my god, it's Spirit Week. Oh, it's Pajama Day, and I'm like, man, it's it, every day is Pajama Day here.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because when they were in school, like maybe I don't know what it is, but I'm like I love that stuff. Like let me make you all the popcorn bags and the Christmas cookies and let's you were
1: do into all it. the glue sticks
2: like I'm really into it but
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, think, I think I was scarred for life because I tried to do that because my son was just a baby when uh we became a blended family and so I I've never been on the school list with my bonus daughter at all and so my husband's terrible at checking and when we'd get an update of like oh it's tomorrow and it would be last minute so I'd be like running around or I'd forget and Holly like My bonus daughter would just be like, oh, like we weren't prepared or like we forgot or like you guys forgot to open the email and I'm just like shit.
2: (laughs) Oh, see, I'm I'm very maybe it's from being a veteran and a female in the army and whatnot, but I'm very like assertive. So and I like to think that I'm pretty friendly. So when they started going to the school that they were at before they started homeschooling, um, like I went and made friends with the receptionist and like, you know, I did, I did all the things that I would do regardless of whether or not they were my biological kids, but like I made her thank you baskets and, and whatnot. And so like, uh, She shall remain nameless in case there's any conflict of interest here, but she would like text me personally and be like, hey, there's a Christmas pageant coming up and make sure that even though I wasn't like on the school list, um, I was getting notified, especially because for a long time, actually still, my husband has done overseas work. So he's, you know, in another country where he's not getting cell phone service to get the text message notifications. So they would make sure that I was in the loop as well. So
1: So you had a man on the inside?
2: Uh, Yeah, I pretty much always have a man on the inside.
1: (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. I didn't have that. That's where I went wrong. (laughs) Shoot. So how do your bonus children feel about being homeschooled? Like what kind of, how did that decision um, come to fruition? And like, how did you guys all kind of get on that same page?
2: Okay, so... As I mentioned previously, we live in a small town. Like there's not a lot of school bus routes. We live here. We live in this town now. Um, But originally when we first got out of the army, we lived about 45 minutes away. We moved to where they were attending kindergarten. And then a year after we moved there, their mom moved with them. And this was during the time when we only had standard visitation their mom moved further away and so just recently we moved to be closer um and so while we were still considering relocating again um my husband and i were talking about uh school so i i was you know there's no bus route so i was like okay well we're already driving 45 minutes to get them to school and I just told him, I was like, you know, at this time we had a kid. And I said, you know, we're not going to be able to live wherever we want so long as they're attending school there. Um, we're going to have to – we won't be able to get everybody to school on time is 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 kind of where the homeschooling idea first sparked. So it originally started out when my, when my firstborn – was about two and I was pregnant with the, our, our number four. I realized like, if we want to live where we want to live, we're going to have to homeschool or we're going to have to move to this small town out in the middle of nowhere with like four gas stations and a Dairy Queen, Um, which (laughs) I grew up in the country. So it was okay with that idea to begin with, but um, it's real far out. So that was when I decided we're going to homeschool the two little ones and be able to live wherever we want to live. And then the more I started to research homeschool, the benefits of homeschool, um, the luxuries of homeschool, the flexibility of homeschool, and just kind of the current public school system. Now, mind you, also at this time, um, the oldest was in reading intervention, speech therapy math help after school homework program. And then um, the younger of the two was being held back in first grade. They wanted him tested for ADHD. He was also getting speech therapy, getting pulled out for reading intervention, getting pulled out for math intervention. They're playing risk right now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's time.
2: I hear yeah, <laughs> having All these academic interventions and still really struggling in school. And so I had you know, already done all this research about like how great homeschool can be because it's one on one instruction. Um, yeah. And so I just, you know, personally, I'm I'm very deep in my faith and in my relationship with God. And I just started praying to be able to homeschool them. I was like, I don't know how this will ever work out. It's kind of a crazy thing, but I just want to be able to homeschool them to really help them. Because honestly, I feel like all of their um, academic struggles would be remedied by one-on-one instruction. And then along comes COVID, and the school, this, this if if my kids were going to attend public school, this school district would be the best one, to be honest. I loved the school district. I love the people working here. When COVID happened, the school and the community around the school really rallied to get every student a laptop, make sure that they had a way to do their school. But my kids were still really struggling. So my husband and in his true form was like, let's just ask her. Let's just see if she'll, let's just, let's just ask. The worst that she's going to say is no. Um, and at first she did say, I don't think that's a good idea. And then kind of the way we really like sold it to her was like, here are four different curriculum sets. Pick like, Which one you feel most comfortable with? Also, we have a discount for this one. And like, and and also we told her like, let's just try it for the rest of the school year. Let's just try it for this year. And um, I had already been really doing some like, summer work with them in between all the school years. Cause we, we pulled them out at the end of first or at the summer between first grade and second grade for the younger one and second mm-hmm. and third for the older one. So wow. we went into homeschool in second and third grade. And um, I had already been previously, I would get like brain quest quest workbooks to do with them during the month that they were with us in the summertime. So we'd already kind of established a little bit of like a home education rhythm. Right. And it was really easy to transition into like, this is what we do now. <laughs> and yeah. so then um, <clears throat> when when we started out, we did homeschool every other week. So at this point we had transitioned into a 50-50 custody arrangement. Um, mm-hmm. we, we go Friday to Friday uh, and, and then swap. And so they just did school with them when they were with us. And we just really set our expectations for her super low for the first year. Like, don't even basically like, don't even worry about it. We got it when they're with us. And, you know, maybe read to them when they're with you. Um, And then the next year rolled around and she wanted to put them back in public school. And the extent of the conversation was, no, let's keep let's keep going for one more year out of my husband, obviously. And so here we are, year two. Yeah. And we're still going. And honestly, I don't think they want to go back to public school. Um, the, the flexible schedule of a homeschool is really comfortable for them. They're in 4-H. They go to uh, a, a homeschool Bible study group where basically they have their like own class and curriculum and they really enjoy that. And we're kind of easing into more and more extracurricular activities that they enjoy. So that's how nice. we got here.
1: <laughs> well, I think, lucky. I think they're really lucky too. Cause like they, it's like they only really had a little bit of an introduction into school at sounds So now it's kind of like, they don't know what they're missing really anymore. Right? Like this is
2: um, better. I, than they, what they, could have been. they know what other kids are missing because I've made it a strategic point to, uh, be playing outside in the sprinkler when the school bus does go by because we we do live on the school bus route. Um, their mom doesn't, which is funny because she's just one street over, but uh, so they do. And then also, when we were living in the suburbs, like we'd be outside eating popsicles when kids were getting home from school, and like we've already been playing the sprinklers for two hours. <laughs> and I'd always remind them, like, you could just be getting home from school and then still have an hour's worth of homework to do, right? So. Oh.
1: And then these other kids, I don't know about you, but like when I talk to other kids, like my, my son still has friends that still go to school, obviously. And we see them periodically. I'm like, Oh, Hey, how was your day at school today? And everybody's answer is the same. They're always like, it sucked. It was okay. It's so boring. You know, boring. Yeah, exactly. And
0: Aiden, my, my son's
1: like, Oh really? Like this is what we did today. It was awesome. Like we studied not every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I bribe my kids with like the indoor play place, so we go every morning after they're done there. Home, shoot! Cool. We just have a
1: trampoline.
2: The trampoline seems to do the
0: trick. Frozen like. here. <laughs> it's oh, my trampoline is covered. It's full Sorry. of snow. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Rub it in. Signing off now. I've had enough of this. Shit.
1: I take down my trampoline for like six, no, eight, like eight months, seven months out of the year. So stupid. You take it, I it down.
0: Ride. It gets so yeah. frozen here.
1: Yeah, it gets cold. It'll wreck it. Those things are a pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. And then you that's treat them
0: full of snow. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you just shovel, and then you just shovel during during the winter <laughs> months. My son today was just like, "What can I do?" I was like, "If you want to shovel the driveway, so that's what he went and did."
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't shovel.
1: <laughs> Your kids will, Amanda. They will.
0: I know. I'm like, I'm almost there. You're almost there. Carson's almost there. <laughs> so, Megan, how do you um, and your husband stay on the same page as far as homeschooling and the communication with um BioMom, especially while he's not in the house with you?
2: Uh, so. I actually get them for I, I get to exercise his visitation when he's gone, because the alternative to that is um, he has a makeup clause in our custody arrangement. So for every day that he misses because of work, he gets to make up when he's home. And what that would look like for them is four months living in one household, four months living in another household. And that is crazy. Yeah. So we kind of, we came to a mutual agreement that like, let's just keep it consistent for them. With, with in a in a world of so much inconsistency for these kids, let's just keep at least their their custody schedule consistent so she agreed to let me exercise his visitation in his absence, which is great for them and for you know they have they have three sisters over there and two brothers over here so they get to see all their brothers and sisters on the same regular schedule and then um with the homeschooling thing, we kind of all agreed that. While one of them is really thriving academically, the other just is not academically gifted. Um, it's not his jam. He would rather be outside playing or coloring or like not doing learning. Being a <laughs> so, child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's also a lot like his dad in that sense. He's just like, why am I doing this? Why do I need to learn math? I don't want to learn math. Why do I need to learn how to read? Just read it to me, you know? So... We kind of talked with her like, hey, he needs a little bit more consistency. So what the schedule looks like is I have them Wednesday to the Friday of the following week, and then she has them for basically four days. There's an overnight in there in between, but essentially it's 10 days and four days. I have them 10, she has them four. Um, So what I do is I do school with them nine days. They get to take a break when they're with her. So like zero involvement, zero expectation. There's no pressure on her to do any schoolwork with them. That's, that's the schedule we've landed on. Um, It kind of took us a little while to get there. Uh, And it's probably going to change again as the need arises. And so just, I think, I think everybody just staying flexible. And again, like we pushed her to homeschool. So we bear all the quote unquote burden of homeschooling. Like it's, it's all on us. We, we do it. We cover everything financially. We don't expect her to pitch in for any of the curriculum also because, you know, we're investing in curriculum that we're going to use for our other kids. So it doesn't really seem fair to ask her to pay for that. Um, she is actually through, through all the homeschooling, she's actually decided to homeschool her oldest daughter as well. So no way. Uh, yeah. So, and it's it's been really good for the co-parenting relationship. I'm actually the one who told her, like, you can do it. Like you can homeschool your daughter. You can take charge of her education. Um, and and kind of encouraged her. She actually reached out to me and she was like, What curriculum are you using? Like, you know, and I really helped her like settle on what would work for her and her schedule and whatnot. So um, I, I don't know that there's really any like staying on the same page so much as like You guys handled it, if that makes sense.
1: So what I have pictured, what I had, I guess, pictured in my head, and it makes sense that you guys would change things around so that there's a little less pressure for her. But it's like, I always just wondered, okay, if we keep the schedule the same and you're passing work back and forth, I'm like, that's got to be like a a nightmare. Like, do you think that would have been something that would have worked for you guys if you would have kept
0: it?
2: I actually, there was a period of time where she said she wanted to do the homeschool work. And so I was like, deal. Um, I just made photocopies of everything that I didn't want to lose, you know, as far as like reader books and um, things like that and would send it over there. And it, it didn't get done. And we did that for like a month or two. And that was when I told my husband, I was like, you kind of have to talk to her about this because if she's not going to do the work, they need a little more time over here. And we always, we always try to present things to her and like, here's the problem. What solution works best for you? And I think that's also the beauty of homeschooling is like when you're, a lot of times when you're doing a joint custody situation, you're at the mercy of whatever the school district's calendar is. Yeah. Um, And whatever they decide for you, but like with homeschooling, it's like really, it really opens up what works best for both families and all the kids involved. We can come up with whatever schedule we want, as long as the two of, and and that's kind of what's written into their current court order is like, as long as the two of you agree on it, it's good enough. Like if, if you two agree, do whatever you want. If you can't agree, here's the standard you have to follow.
0: So yeah, and honestly, sorry, Megan, I do just want to point out, like, like you said, the difference between and like, I feel like there's a lot of families that have done this virtual schooling because of COVID. And I really just want to point out that virtual schooling based off of what your school is telling you to do, opposed to homeschooling and having the freedom to choose what and how your child is learning are completely different worlds.
2: Yes, 100% virtual virtual and there's even like virtual homeschool programs um there's like a becca and aop which is still you're you're signing your kid up for virtual learning that just isn't public school funded so there's even there's even those kinds of things but yeah it's it's not the same as like straight up homeschooling when you're straight up homeschooling like the entire burden and joy is on you to choose what your kids are going to study and what grade they're in, you know? So like, um, the younger of my two stepsons is, he is doing some third grade stuff and some second grade stuff because there's just like, he's just really not grasping language arts. So I'm like, okay, cool. We'll just, we'll just do, we did second grade curriculum last year. And so I just switched and picked a different curriculum, uh, program. And that's, so he's just doing second grade. It's just a different, program
0: and correct me if I'm wrong but Texas doesn't have any regulations around homeschooling so they
2: do um but they're very very like very simple it has to be and this honestly it really only applies to people who are doing homeschool in like a situation like I am because I have I have other homeschool friends that are like yeah that's what the rule says but you don't really have to do that and I'm like well we have to so in Texas, it has to be a bona fide curriculum. So it can't just be like, today we made pancakes and that was math. Um, oh, it, has like, <laughs> it has to be like... It has to be legitimate, basically. It, like, the way I see it is like, especially homeschooling in a joint custody situation is like if we had to present this to a judge to show that we're actually doing work, we have to be able to give him something to show him what we're doing. And so that's what I, that's what I take as bona fide curriculum. And then it has to cover math, language arts, and citizenship. And under citizenship, there's the, um that's the blanket category for like history, uh government, geography, all of that type stuff. So But that's, that's like it. You don't have to keep track of hours. You don't have to give them grades. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Right.
1: Well, and I think that's the way it kind of ought to be anyway. You know, like the more research that I did put into homeschooling before I started homeschooling my son was like, you know, grades are almost ridiculous. Um, Grading them is almost ridiculous and putting them into a category just because of their age is ridiculous because they all have strengths and weaknesses and, none of them are the same. So like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that because I was, I went to public school. I, you know, I I, I got graded. That's kind of like how you um, evaluated yourself. Right. And so did you find a bit of a transition in like, almost like unschooling yourself out of thinking that way?
2: Oh, no, I dove 100% in and embraced it fully. Um,
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. I,
2: and actually part of that was, I think transitioning them out of public school because the oldest, they wanted to, to, they had him in dyslexic programs. And I realized very quickly for him, he's not dyslexic, really quickly. I was like, dyslexia isn't his issue. He has severe performance anxiety. So, which makes sense because like the way they do all of the language arts testing is like, read this to me, say this to me show me what you can do. And that's when he gets super nervous. And so with him, I just started with like, Hey, uh, read to your little brother while I'm doing dishes. And I would be listening to him reading and how he's pronouncing the words and whether or not he's sounding them out. But the pressure was off because he thought I wasn't paying attention. And then also, so like their, their curriculum that we did that first year Had a lot of like quizzes and tests, and I just ripped them out and threw them away. I was like, I don't need you to take a test for me to assess whether or not you know what it is. And so, I think in that sense, again, being in the army, there's a lot of like it's it's called go no go, like you either pass or you need to do it again. And so, that was kind of what I applied to like the homeschool was like, either you pass it and we're ready to move on to the next thing, or we need to spend a little more time making sure you fully understand what we're talking about. Right. So,
1: right.
0: I like that approach.
1: Me too. Me too.
0: My kids are still both doing like kindergarten. So I'm just like, like today we wrote Santa letters.
2: (laughs) Yes,
0: absolutely.
2: Oh, and then I have my four-year-old who like some days he's like I want to do school too and then other days he's like I want to play with Legos and I'm like you're four you know in, in Sweden they don't even start school with kids until they're seven so I'm going to take that approach
0: <laughs> yeah mine are four and five so I'm really trying not to like stress anything and just like follow their lead and
1: yeah. I think that's the best way to do it Amanda
0: no pressure they're just so cute though <laughs> <laughs>
1: They are. Um, Megan, do you have, like, I know when I, when I first started looking into it, I was like a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of like, you can choose this curriculum and this curriculum. And it literally has taken me like a good year of listening to podcasts and researching to like, figure out what kind of works for us. Do you guys have a specific curriculum that you follow? Or do you kind of mix it up with a few different things?
2: So the first year, And this was kind of part of our agreement to get her to let us homeschool. We did a boxed curriculum and that's where it's like giving you all of the, all of the things, subjects you need for that grade. So it had a Bible program. It had math, science, language arts, and history. And it all came in one tiny little box and you worked through like workbooks and We did that we actually didn't even finish the first year um it was really dull um and it felt very check the block um we do we do year-round and that a lot of that is just the nature of the custody schedule and so like they're yeah they're doing school 10 days at a time and then also like I don't, there are, there are days where we plan on doing nine days of school when they're with us, but like this, this is Christmas. So basically we're taking all of December off. Otherwise I'd be doing school with them right up to Christmas Eve to send them back, you know? So, uh, we did the box set and we ditched it when we were like, all right, school year's over and this is super boring. And then, but I really, I still, so through my Instagram, I help a lot of people get started homeschooling and, um, I always encourage people, like if you're nervous or you're feeling overwhelmed by the curriculum, go with a box set because even though it might be boring and dull, it really does help you learn like what areas your kid excels at, um, where their interests lie, where their interests don't lie. And it's plug and play. You really just pull it out of the box, tells you what you need to do, gives you all the answers as the teacher. And it's super simple. And it's all in one nice, tidy little box. Um, so we did the box set. We did uh, the Alpha and Omega Life Pack for the first year. Um, and then as I kind of learned where their interests lie, uh, I, I really catered it this year. So this is going to sound overwhelming, but it's not. It's, it's really not. <laughs> so we, we chose the good and the beautiful for language arts and for history. And I really like the history program because the history is meant to be done as a group. So this is one of those things where my four-year-old really likes to participate because there's like um, the the parent or the teacher is reading from a book and there's uh, audio samplings and stuff like that that you do. And there's crafts. And then each child has an explorer handbook that they do. And so it's a lot of coloring for the four-year-old, but he's listening to really good history stories. So that we do as a group. And then the language arts, they each have their own, their own set. Um, I'm also doing the Good and the Beautiful Language Arts pre-K program for my four-year-old occasionally. And then um, we chose master books for science and math. Um, it's a little bit boring, but I chose that because science and math, I'm I'm sorry, the math is boring. The science is pretty interesting. Um, but that's, that's where they excel. So I kind of wanted to like really focus on where they're not excelling with the language arts, which has been beneficial because my almost 10 year old is like a little bookworm now. But, um, so they're for, so they're doing the master books for math and then, um, The master books has a lot of different science curriculums to choose from, and I let them pick. So I pulled them into the office. I had it up on the screen, and I was like, what looks the most interesting to you? And they both chose zoology, not knowing that the other person chose zoology. So we're doing zoology for science this year, because they are both super into animals. We just moved out to the country, and we got a cow and goats, and we have chickens. So So
0: they're really enjoying the zoology program.
2: And yeah. then we have some extracurriculars that we do and we don't do these every day or even every week. This is the part where I'm like, this might sound overwhelming, but we, we don't do it all the time. Um, we have the talkbox.mom Spanish program. And this is like, we do this super casually, uh, if at all, but it's like an immersion language program and this is another one of the things that I love about homeschool because it's like I took Spanish and French in high school and I couldn't tell you hardly any of it um (laughs) I mean I might be able to say a little bit here and there but I don't remember hardly any of it I couldn't speak it fluently um and I don't understand why we wait until we're older to try and start integrating languages so we've Casually started to do it. It's also one of those things that's a little bit difficult to do on our schedule um, because it's one of those things that you really benefit from doing every day. Um, we have actually, I have it because I'm printing it out to send to my sister. We have this and I highly recommend it. It's Cooking by Levels um, by Love at Home Education. She's on Instagram and her website. I'm pretty sure if you just Googled Love at Home Education. Uh, but this is pretty awesome because. I have one kid at each level. So, like, I have one kid reading the recipe, one kid measuring, one kid pouring, and they all work together to practice cooking, which is a very important life skill, if you ask me.
0: Seriously. Let's um, see,
2: okay, what yeah. else are we doing? Oh, and then I'm doing right start math with the four year old. It's a very different way of learning math. So, he's a blank canvas, so I get to do whatever I want
0: absolutely absolutely and i just have to say like my four and five-year-olds have been learning spanish a little bit too and a tiny child saying los pantalones is the cutest thing on the planet
2: (laughs) or when you're trying to teach them like strawberry it's a la fresca and they're like no mom it's a strawberry (laughs) 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 i don't know why you're calling
0: it this Oh, that's so cute. I was wondering... Actually, we took them to Mexico when they were 7 months and 18 months, and my older one was, like, picking things up at 18 months and was saying, like, hola and gracias, and, like, yeah, it was just so cute. And as soon as we got back to Canada, he just, like, stopped. We're like, okay. <laughs> Doesn't he pick it up every now and again, Amanda, when he's ready for a vacation? Yeah, he does ask to go to Mexico, like, a few times a week.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's warm there. It is. It's warm you know. there.
0: He actually asked this week if we could put the Christmas tree away so the snow would go away. And I was like, dude, if that's how it worked, we wouldn't even celebrate Christmas. So, suffering. Uh,
1: That's that's funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wouldn't have mine up either. Not going to lie. What does, I know this is kind of a little bit... um, Like, what does a typical day look like for you? So I know there's like some people and I was one of them that think, you know, it's like a seven hour day because that's what public school does. What does your day look like?
2: All right uh we wake up and we have very lazy mornings and by we I mean the kids because I go milk goats and feed animals and then come back in and get breakfast started but um some days they get to watch a little bit of tv other days they hit the ground running and are playing with legos um and then by about Nine o'clock, we've had breakfast, we've gotten dressed and that's normally if we're going to go run errands or anybody has an appointment, that's when I try and plan that. And then we come back to the house and the little one either goes down for a nap or has fallen asleep in the car. And that is when we do school. Um, so we usually don't even start academics or lessons or school or whatever we're calling it this week um until like after lunch and then it's really only about two sometimes three hours um and it changes Uh, I used to do all five subjects in one day um now we've kind of gone to a uh like a I don't know what it's called um, like a rotating schedule where we do we do language arts and history or math or whatever I've decided to pair language arts with. Um, and then the other day we do the other two subjects and then the Bible study program that they do since we've changed what we're doing. Um, now they actually go to a Bible study on Wednesdays with me. I I go and I drop them off and everybody gets time away from everybody else for a couple hours in the morning on Wednesdays, which is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. They all absolutely love it. Um, and that comes with a written curriculum, but it's, it's pretty easy. We can get it all done in like two days for them. And then um, other times I've done language arts every day of the week and then rotated what subjects we do in, in also with that. Um, so we finished school from noon, we're done by three. And then it's outside time until it's time to cook dinner. And so on the days that we don't run errands, they're outside from nine until lunchtime. Um, And so yeah, my kids spend a lot of time outside, be it on the trampoline or just running up and down the driveway, messing with animals, whatever we're doing. (laughs) And then um, that's the one thing like, I'm not doing well with is the sun going down right after dinner time because we normally will like eat dinner and go right back outside. So but yeah, that's pretty much what our day looks like.
1: That's amazing. Sounds so like a fun. great day, not gonna lie. <laughs> um and how many how many subjects do you will you like go for per day? Probably two. Like two is two. my goal. Good for you. feel like that's where I'm going wrong I feel like I maybe I have a mother-in-law who used to be a teacher like she just retired last year so she like she's lovely bless her soul like she helps me out with so many things and like you know just certain curriculums like she'll try and kind of toss in there like she just did that this evening um but she almost makes me feel like she has a, a way of almost pressuring me into like jamming like four or five subjects into a day when I'm like I don't know why we're really doing that like I don't feel like we're really holding it in our brains if you know what I mean
2: yeah I felt like when we were trying to do more than two subjects a day when we were trying to do all four or all five in one day I felt like it was like okay finish one page and then move on to the next thing and I just felt like they weren't really getting immersed in the subject enough to get like connected to it if that makes sense like yeah. invested in what they were doing it was yeah. when we were doing all of the subjects in one day it felt like it was like okay let's just move on to the next thing too rapidly whereas now when we do just two a day uh, and what that looks like is so let's let's pick language arts um the older one is to a place where since he can read and he's reading very fluently he works pretty independently Um, and then while he's working independently, I'm working with his brother who is still really struggling with reading, um, not because he can't read, but because he doesn't want to read. And so we're working together and then, but we're all at the table together. So if the older one has any questions, I'm right there to help him. And so usually he's working independently. And personally, my main goal in homeschooling is to create independent learners, I want them to like, I want to learn about this and go out and do it. So I really want to foster independent learning within the subjects that we're learning right now. And then, so like, for like I said, history we do together. So that one usually takes about 45 minutes to an hour, a lesson, especially if there's a craft, which as I mentioned, I'm into. So, um, we do. And that one, it's oh, honestly, it's super fun. I'm enjoying it personally. I think that's also another like great benefit of homeschooling is like, I'm learning all these things that I feel like I just either missed or weren't taught when I went to school. So I'm like, I'm into the curriculum too.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you on that one. I'm like, oh shit, I, I forgot all about that. Like, or something I didn't even know. And my son's like, no mom, it's this. And I'm like, oh gosh I can't believe I forgot about that like man grade three's been a trip <laughs> honestly well,
0: you taught us a lot this evening
1: <laughs> you have you really have um like Meg where can people find you because I know you're like a huge advocate for homeschooling and um is there anything else maybe like where people can find you and what else they can get help from your account with? Cause I know okay, you do a so little bit. My unless-
2: Instagram is probably like my main jam and it's B dot arrows, the number four homeschool. So B essentially B arrows for homeschool, but before it looked like bear arrows for homeschool. So that <laughs> kind of made me help me change it. So anyways, B dot arrows for homeschool. Um, so I, I love investing into other people who desire to homeschool. I will spend however much time I can helping people get started in any way that they need help. Um some of my other favorite soap boxes, if if you have a desire to learn, are homesteading and gardening and self-sufficiency and food preservation. I think that's
1: about it. <laughs> all the things that yeah. we love.
2: We're all kind of I, I, we're all kind of uh I guess come with the same starter
1: pack as homeschool moms. I think so, hey, and honestly, like, thinking about it, like, if it weren't for COVID and these lockdowns and everything, like, I'm not sure it would have even come to my mind to do, but um, if there's one thing that I'm glad came out of it, it it's that, because life's just, like, that much better. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. well, th- thank you so much for coming on the show, and, like, I really want to have you back on again.
0: Anytime. <laughs>
1: Sometime. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to Another Mother Podcast and being a part of their community. And remember, no matter how unique your situation is, you are not alone.
0: To be a part of the show, make an episode topic suggestion or to share your story, please email info at anothermotherpodcast.ca and make sure to follow at Another Mother Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Please be sure to leave us a rating at your preferred podcast app if you like the show. Oh, 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 oh oh, 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 oh